and welcome to this week's Urgent Bite, brought to you by the Royal New Zealand College of Urgent Care. My name is Guy Melrose, and today I've been thinking about some of the simple things we do to make a difference, and reflecting once again on the value of take-home instructions. I've made no secret of the fact that I love cats. I also love dogs, but at the moment I share my life with a cat, so at risk of upsetting my furry dictator, I must not be seen to favour Team Canine. One of the advantages of cats over dogs is that they're independent, and so leaving them at home all day while you go to work is easier than if you have a dog. If, like me, you're lucky enough to have a cat that seeks you out and enjoys cuddles, then you will no doubt know the benefit of a cat cuddle after returning from a long and stressful day at work. I refer to it as catopril, as I can feel my blood pressure reduce, and any problems you might have been having are masked by the resonant purrs and the head rubs delivered by your feline therapist. And this effect has some evidence in the science. A paper from 2009 in the Journal of Vascular and Interventional Neurology by Qureshi et al. found that a decreased risk of death from MI and all cardiovascular disease was observed amongst persons with cats. And this might not just be cats, as a study from the 2013 journal Circulation by Levine et al. called Pet Ownership and Cardiovascular Risk, a scientific statement from the American Heart Association, looked at all the research and concluded that pet ownership, especially dogs, is associated with decreased cardiovascular disease risk. I have no doubt that, even when you factor in the stress and angst we went through last week when our cat was unwell, overall the benefits to my health and well-being of sharing my house with a feline landlord are immeasurably positive. She has since made a full recovery, by the way. So it was with interest to read a story in Stuff Online this week about a woman in Virginia whose doctor had told her to get a cat. She was feeling down and had previously had cats, and so, among other health interventions, her doctor had recommended she get a cat. This prompt coincided with an opportunity to adopt a kitten, and she has felt much better since. So this is my first reflection for the week. It is not that everyone needs a cat or dog, although there are many animals out there in shelters looking for their forever home. But we need to remember the simple things in medicine, the human things, that can often be lost in the sterile clinical environment of a clinic or hospital. I was thinking about this recently, having been chatting to somebody who'd been an inpatient for a while, and their reports of the noise on the ward, the early wake-ups, the lack of privacy, the unfamiliar food, all took a toll on them, and it was interesting to hear their story. They craved some home comforts, and they felt so much better when they were allowed off the ward for a day of leave. Focusing on the medical and surgical interventions are obviously pivotal in a patient's recovery, but being able to get some fresh air 
or maybe take a nip of their favourite whisky, or perhaps have their pet come to visit, these things might all make a significant difference. In the community, we obviously see patients who are going to go home to their house, but it is still worth thinking about some of the simple and opportunistic considerations during our consultations. In this case, from the news article, it was the doctor's recommendation that helped direct this lady to get a cat and thereby improve her well-being. I think in urgent care we might have the opportunity to make a little suggestion, such as returning to a sport or joining a gym or taking up cooking classes, joining a film club or learning any kind of skill. Even though we're not the patient's GP, if during the consultation they mention something that they're considering, a bit of positive feedback from a doctor or nurse practitioner might just light the spark that sees them take a positive step in their life. We should not overlook the potential to affect change that an urgent care clinician might have in these matters. The second reflection from this article was the use of take-home information. I've talked about using take-home information as a way to improve health literacy in our patients, as well as helping to make the consultation more time efficient in previous podcasts. Well, this doctor who advised their patient to get a cat gave their patient a take-home note that summarised the consultation and the treatment. So it said for her to get a flu injection. And it also said, get a cat. This allowed the patient to reflect on the consultation, remember what had been said and advised, and consider her options, and in this case, adopt a cat. Our patients might benefit from having some personalised written note that summarises the treatment and diagnosis such that they can review it at a later date. It might help them to accurately tell those at home what they'd been told by you in the consultation and ensure that treatment advice gets followed. And, of course, it might prompt them to take some catopril. So to summarise my reflections... Listening to your patients such that you can perhaps prompt a non-pharmaceutical option or offer a positive prompt towards a health goal is something that we can do in urgent care and might help our patients' overall health journey. And giving personalised, written, take-home information relating to what you've recommended may help patients follow your advice and better understand what you have talked about during your consultation. And my final reflection is, of course, that cats and dogs are awesome. I've linked to the Stuff article and to the two papers I've mentioned in the show notes. They're worth having a quick read. And if you have any comments, questions, corrections or suggestions, then email podcast at rnzcuc.org.nz. And we'll be back again next week with another podcast. I look forward to seeing you all then, but for now, thanks for listening.